0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: You're listening to KTAEAM, Elgin, K270CO, Round Rock. We are the horn. The horn. winning season is here with my bookie my bookie gets you the most for your money with a cash out early feature the first two legs of your parlay hit cash out early and use the funds on another bet or let it ride for the chance at a bigger payday guests on the horn appear courtesy of the vaqueros cafe and cantina hotline vaqueros now delivers and offers curbside pickup for info on placing your lunch or dinner order visit vaqueroscafe.com Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex, weekday afternoons on The Horn.
2: on the Sports Complex like Hour 2 on a Monday afternoon. Still talking Texas TCU. Still uh, getting into some NFL talking this hour. Uh, a little college basketball talk. We have time. Texas gets their second win of the season this weekend. So we may talk about that too, but the text line is open. 512-447-3776. And that comes first. We try to get to every single one of your texts here on the Sports Complex. We really do. I tell you. I tell you every time. We try. We try. So if you got something you want to talk about, question. Uh, if you've got something, I love what we're asking you today. Uh, what you would change. And a lot of you given the same answer. Something I agree with. Seems like it's, it's cut and dry. Maybe there's reasons why they can't do it. I'd like Sark to tell us, or i like Sark to do it. Personally, i like to try and try it, but uh, I appreciate you guys. So we're asking you who's the MVP against TCU. We're asking you guys what you would adjust, what you would change, what you were yelling at your TV in that fourth quarter against TCU and probably against K-State as well. Send that in on the text line, 512-447-3776. We're also playing some interesting covers. If you've got an interesting cover song uh, that you've heard, send that in too. Maybe we'll play it this week. Who knows? We're going to be playing it all week long. Uh, back to the text line. Uh, This extra says Sark needs to go to short passes on third down, quick outs and slants, spread everything out. If you want to run and let the backs have some space to make someone miss. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's kind of another thing. If you want to run the ball still, and I know you want to play power personnel, but he has this thing that Sark keeps going off about, about we want to be able to run the ball when they know we are. And I get it. I get you want to be able to win battles, but for me, this is just a personal opinion on running on football the you the less disadvantage massive the less outnumbered plays you can call. So if you line up and everybody knows you're running and you have two wide receivers on the outside, you now have five offensive linemen or tight end or whatever, and they can all match up with somebody and they can block one guy. Now that means there's one guy to tackle the running back and an extra guy. That was gonna that it matches up with the quarterback. You are now not leaving anybody out there. The mismatch is so much that you have two extra guys that you are trying to beat. So your offense has to now over overmatch two extra players. So not only does everyone have to win their one-on-one battle, two guys have to then take on two guys. And that's just a it's just a hard battle to keep winning over and over and over again, which is why you would like to have the offense get those battles and when you do it you get one on one coverage on the outside which is what that that catch to Anai Mitchell was at the end It's one on one coverage that the pass wasn't greatly thrown but it was an underthrown ball which is going to be a pass interference or it's going to be or the receiver is going to come back and try and make a play on it which he did you want to be able to get more of those so if you run the ball then you get those passes over the middle because now everyone's coming after you you have to get the ball out quick you get the ball out quick to a guy over the middle or a guy running a slant so it's not des- you know it's still in the middle but those at the amount of play start calls where we have to win plays outnumbered. It, it's astronomical to me. Like I, I just when you spread the ball out at least, then you say we're going to pull five guys off. So now we're talking about seven on six or something like that, which is a much more winnable battle than nine on eight or nine on seven, which is what you end up doing. And you want to be able to have those win well battles. And if you stretch it out, and then if, if if Quinn Ewer sees it and they don't have a safety and you're playing one-on-one and he feels he can hit one of these guys and they're playing close coverage, or you see a short coverage and they're playing stacked in the box and you can go short over the middle and hit a guy over the middle because you know it's a one-on-one coverage. And when he hits that slant, he's not going to be able to defend it. Just one of those. That's what you'd like to see. Uh, this texture says, they run the ball for three downs, end up with 3 and one, third and one. Then they throw the pass behind the line to gain, or they end up with third and six and run the ball. makes no sense. Run the ball on third and one and throw the ball on third and six. Either way, if it's third and one and we like to go for it on fourth down short, run the ball twice. we can't get one yard and two downs, we have a problem, which we've done before. Uh, we Man, all these other teams are blowing people out 57 points to 20 because they keep rolling after half and they keep their foot on the gas. I, I, I will say there's a couple other things. No one's really blowing out a ton of people in the Big 12. There are some, but it's more defensively. Uh, when you see a blowout in the Big Twelve, it's usually like thirty-five to six or something like that. And the problem with Texas not blowing people out like that is because they're letting the defense back into these games, uh, because they're not they they take the foot off the gas on the defense. I don't know if it's fully on the offensive ability, like the ACC and the, the SEC, and we've talked about in the Big Ten, they have really really bad teams in them. And yes, Texas, it, we have some bad teams. UCF is not that great this year. Uh, Cincinnati's not that great this year. There's some teams that Texas is not playing that are really bad. BYU is not a good team, and Texas did beat them pretty heavily. Uh, I agree that you should keep your foot on the gas and try and run these scores up. I know he's so afraid of the mistake, he's so afraid of it, that sometimes he does get too conservative. I'm not worried about him being too conservative. I don't mind him being some conservative. I don't want to be too conservative. Uh, Chief Engineer, my man, Chief Engineer... Uh, says, let's go back. He sends in a bunch of texts. I appreciate it. Uh, he says, frankly, I'm stoked. We're nine and one, legit chance to go eleven and one. I don't think anyone that has followed this team the last several years expected that I'm not expecting playoffs. I'll take a big ball game for sure. As long as we show up and don't crap the bed, I agree. Uh, stop taking your freaking foot off the gas. Play to win in the second half. Uh, not lead to protect. Play uh, lead to protect in the last seven minutes. Uh, can I get some original run plays while we're at it? Sick of A-gap, uh, B-gap. I agree with you on that. Uh, we got split aplenty, wide running backs, wide receivers. Can I get some wildcat reverses options for good sakes? I want to see some more motion before the play, too, Chief Engineer. I agree with all that. Thanks for your text. Uh, and, yes, yeah, so you have two heart stints, and your cardiologist says, stop watching UT. Uh, the stress is literally killing me. I, I feel you on that, too. The, the unoriginal of gameplay. I'm agreeing with all of that on stuff. Because he runs, he does. He he tries. I don't know if he's holding anything back. If this is his entire playbook, is stuff that's kind of more simple. If it's because he feels that that's what he's got to do with the players, and he gives the same little MVP to the kickers. Just chief engineer, a dog him early in the season for having a weak leg and looking like a skinny carrot top. But I'll take it back. He delivered going down the stretch, and that's what matters. I agree with all that. And we got some basketball text too. I have to get back to that. We have to get back to that chief engineer. We'll get back to that. if We have some time. Uh, we used to play shots for Texas scores, but we get sober at the end of the game lately. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, and that's, look, I agree with what I was It's it, it just seems like it is getting too conservative at the end. And when he gets aggressive, it doesn't seem like he has a middle ground between aggressive and conservative. And that all gas, you go, well, you're not that aggressive in the first half. It doesn't seem like you're that aggressive when you're, when you're, when we have these runs, why are you changing the play calling when we have a 19-0 run to when we get into these these periods where you're not doing, I don't get that. I don't get that at all. Uh, Sex says, "Utilize Jay Witt and Sanders in the Shorts intermediate game. They've been non-existent. They they did saw uh, Jay uh, Sanders had some big plays early in the game, but later in the game, I agree with you as well. Uh, let's see what uh, Coach Rodney, Rodden, uh, Coach Rodney from Rosebud Lot. I hate the bin, but don't break defense. It should be all out. Go get in football." Quit giving him so much cushion. I agree. And this is all because early in the season, they were keep getting beat over the top. And People said, how do you stop from getting beat over the top? How do you get stopped from getting beat over the top? And it's playing closer and it was playing back more and playing back and don't allow them to get beat over the top. And they knew the, the, the safeties and stuff were not quite fast enough to be able to do it. You have to find other solutions other than just allow them to come back in the games. I agree. Piper says better coaching needs to be the adjustment in the second half. Come on, Piper. Come on. I get it. I agree with you. I think there does need to be some better coaching, but but you got to give me some other. What do you want to see in the coaching piper? As uh, texter says, uh, I love the horn. Long time listener, but y'all need to get my guy, Patrick, a co-host. He is great. Uh, in the five of seven hours. Seems like the replays of Rod Aaron are in are, are, lots of reading text. Miss the old stuff. I appreciate the text. I appreciate the text. Uh, we do have a lot. We do play a lot of hook up with Ian Robbie. We do try and keep in it. We do try and keep read everybody's text here. We try to be a very... Uh, user friendly show. We try to be that, and we could talk about other stuff. It's hard to talk without a co-host about a lot of things. My buddy and Jacob does come in with me on Fridays to make sure to check out that show. Uh, show as well. Uh, Texas is one of the best tight ends, and they hardly use him. Where did Apple leasing? <laughs> I don't want to say that. And she is from Texas because I know who that is. But Texas has one of the best. Uh, tight ends, and they hardly use him. They, I mean, they did because I, now I think there was a part in the season in the middle where JT Sanders was hurt, uh, and they started using him less because he was not blocking as well, and we've seen his blocking be okay now. It's starting to get a little bit better, but when he had that ankle injury, his blocking really suffered in that. He wasn't going in there and taking the abuse on the ankle, which made it wasn't as good, but they did use him some in the first half. He had some big catches. Uh, I think they want to use him to set him up in the second half, and they just don't because they're up, but I agree with you. Uh, on a lot of that. A lot of that. Uh, Adonai Mitchell, mouth venting panic stops. Still cursing the defender, defender's coverage. Uh, the QB used to have the perfect throws and the other team receivers had to want it. No. Want it more. Not anymore. So Adonai Mitchell, I'm going to guess, is your your uh, MVP. I'm going to guess on that. Uh, no, and I, I... So the other receivers had to go hard against the DBs. Uh, you're just saying... There is a point of it. Uh, the DBs that you want to see, you just want to see them play heavier coverage. They did some in this game. They got beat late in the half. Uh, you know, I think they're trying to take bigger hits, which is the thing of stepping back, but I, I'm not sure on that one either. Uh, play selection or down yard to gain. Don't run on second and long. Uh, yeah, I know that's kind of old school coaching is a run on second and long because you think they're not going to do it. And sometimes you break a big one, and you know you're going to have to go to third and long anyway. Uh, rather than two making two third down pass or two kind of longer passes, it's just old. It's just old school coaching. Uh, Chief and Durigan uh, says, "Agree, with my man." Coach Rodney, killer instinct uh, of all four quarters. Female listener number one, TCU fans were very unimpressive. They forgot it was a game until halfway through the fourth. Yeah, uh, and that's look. I get when you're getting beat and it's a six thirty game, and most of those kids were probably drunk already. You know, you may want to go home and get the start. Uh, it was funny in that Texans Charger game. We'll talk about it in a second. Uh, Texas Bengals game, that there was an interception that the Texans threw right after Joe Burrow threw the interception. And the fans were literally like leaving and then had to turn around and come back because they were back in the game. Fans can be petty in a lot of ways. Texas fans have done it too. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think. And I mean, they're having a bad season. I get it. Texas fans are not great when we're having a bad season. We weren't necessarily great this last year. We're doing great this year. You guys are killing it this year. Uh, for the run game, 10 games into the season, the fact we're, we can't bulldoze a D, we've seen it proven and over again. I agree with you. I agree with that. Uh, Average Joe says, uh, Steve O doing satisfaction and maybe loaded up for the next song. And Sid Vicious singing, I did it my way. Yes, those are both very great, uh, weird covers. Carrie from Georgetown says, Sark is stuck in high school, college offense. Mike Leach changed the game 20-plus years ago. Uncle Rico and Napoleon died. My girlfriend left me. She said I was so stuck in the 80s. Claiming if Coach had just put him in in the fourth quarter, he would be in the pros. Uh, no, and I agree. I think there is a lot of his play calling that does lack imagination, and I think he has some good plays and some creative plays and some stuff he does really good, and then other plays he goes back and is just really standard, this works, let's do it, and forgets to be creative in everything he does that may be other people on the coaching staff you may want to bring in some younger minds in there uh you brought in uh mark christ from from uh uh and i can't think of the name of the school now this is bad this is why it's a monday somebody forget the name of the school but uh, a traditional running back school with ron Dane and everybody else was there uh you bring Mike Kristen, uh Mark Kristen. He's a guy that is more conventional play calling, and he's a power nose guy, and that's why you brought it in. I think next season you might want to try and bring in some younger guys. And maybe, you know, I'm I'm glad you brought in a, a power run guy because that was something Texas needed, but also you need to have some more creativity, especially when you see these games. You'd like to see that. Uh Victor, uh Victor, the voice of Nelson Fields says, I found the recipe uh for wins in Texas. You watch your first you bet you watch the first quarter, first half, see if you get up get busy doing something else, fall asleep, wake up from a nap, and find out if they've won. I've done that the last three weeks in a row. I like that. Just going to sleep after the first half seems pretty good. Uh, what if that? What if this football team isn't that superior and just got breaks all year? lot has gone their way. I mean, that's a kind of pessimistic way of looking at it. I don't think they've just gotten breaks this year. I think this is a good football team that has some flaws. I think they have flaws. If, if Florida State was in the Big 12, they wouldn't be undefeated. That's a 100 true statement. Florida State's not that great of a team. They're in the ACC though, and so they're they're really good for the ACC. And they're winning games. And they're blowing people out when they can. But I do not think that I think there's teams. I think if you played other teams that played harder, and you had teams that were constantly going for four quarters, some of these teams don't play four quarters. I mean, I mean teams that are getting beat, they're they're done. It's just the way it is. The Big 12 has done a great job this season of staying in games Wisconsin Oklahoma Greg. Thank you. I knew it started with a W too. I just could not pull it off the top of my head there. But Wisconsin, I appreciate you Oklahoma Greg. Sometimes trying to remember 50 things off the top of my head, uh, you know, too many times taking hits, falling down and banging my head on the back of the on the basketball court and why I stopped playing football in the first place was concussions, but I, before I knew that they were, just my head hurt. So maybe that's what's happening. To so get older. Uh, this text says what the football team isn't superior? Oh, sorry, we just read that. That's all right. And Chief Editor says preach on all that too. I appreciate you. A uh, couple recaps before we take a break here from the NFL. Uh, Cowboys went into New York, wins forty nine to seventeen in a game we all pretty much knew they were gonna do. We knew they were gonna win this game. We knew they were gonna come in. This was a Cowboys game where they can come in and look really good and build up momentum, and they've got a couple more coming up. Where the Cowboys are going to look like this, there's not a lot to take out of it. Uh, Dak looked good. Everybody looked good. The running game's still not there yet, but this is the game. you got to build confidence. You want to do that, allowing 17 points. Most of them were in the second half, kind of putting other guys in. Uh, So a good win for the Cowboys. This was what you needed, though. If you were the Cowboys, you needed this win because if this wasn't a blowout, then that raises a lot of questions of why this wasn't a blowout. Uh, When you blew them out to start the season, when they had Daniel Jones, you needed to go in and you needed to blow this team out. You did. So congratulations for Dallas fans. You did what you needed to do. You don't need to be talked about a lot this week because you did what you do and you got another couple easy games out for you before you get uh, to next week. Uh, The Texans and Bengals uh, also had a good game. The Texans now are opening doors. And we may have to play the schedule game again this week with the Texans and the, and the Cowboys and see who wins more games. That's an interesting question, too, if you got that on the text line. Who wins more games the rest of the season? The Texans or the Cowboys? Because the, te- the Cowboys schedule, they only have, I believe, three more easy games left. And the rest are all above 500 teams. It all could be playoff teams. So that's going to be a tough run. The Texans schedule is pretty favorable, including a matchup with Jacksonville, who's a leading the division. But Jacksonville can go in there and play the game. C.J. Stroud, now in the MVP conversation firmly with another big week uh, against the the Bengals, this Texans team is changing changing opinions and they're getting better as the season goes on. A lot of people had them projected a three-win team. They're continuing to win, they're continuing to play at a high level. But I'm curious. I and mean, we have to play that this week. Play a schedule game with the remainder of the season and see what we if we think the Texans or Cowboys will win more games the rest of the season. Cuz the Cowboys have a hard schedule. So if they 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 may get some games where they don't win. Now maybe they will. Maybe they turn this around. Maybe the run game comes back. Tony Pollard's been in hibernation. Maybe they come back into it. And maybe the Texans all fall apart, you know. They are pretty banged up. The offensive line's finally coming back. Single Terry's killing in the run game while Damian Pierce is out. So I think Damian Pierce can have to fight to get his starting job back, but you know, you're still going strong there. CJ Stroud looks amazing. I don't you know, but you it's just they don't it's a schedule. I don't think I think the Cowboys are a better team than the Texans right now. But I think the Texans have an easier schedule, and that could mean a lot when you get into uh, this time of the season. Let's take a break. When we come back, talk a little bit uh, Delaware State versus Texas. We will talk a little uh, Broncos and Bills. We'll play some more samples. from we'll come up with Ian Robby. More of your texts, 512-447-3776. Keeping the show rolling right here on the Sports Complex, in Horn 1019, AM 1260, the Horn app, and hornfm.com.
1: Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex. Weekday afternoons only on The Horn.
2: All right, back on the Sports Complex on a Monday afternoon here on the Horn. The text line's open. 512-447-3776 is the text line number. We're asking who's MVP. A couple of y'all sent them in. couple of y'all still hung up on the second half. I get it. I get it. Uh, Theme of the week is interesting covers. Interesting covers. This is Devo doing... Of course, the Rolling Stones. I can't get no satisfaction. Uh That is a uh, Devo doing what Devo does, you know. But if you got those interesting covers, send those in too. So we're gonna play them on all week long. Interesting covers. Heard some this weekend. We may play some of those too. Uh Just thinking about covers. When you hear a cover, and you go, "That's real." That that person did that person. All right. All right. That's what you know. They're interesting to me. Music is always and in, it's interesting to me to see people try and take others, like cover songs. When I see cover, when you see bands play covers and there's cover bands are supposed to be doing it like what it's supposed to sound like. And then there's other bands, you know, take cover, make it your own, make it your own. And then some people make it their own and it sounds great. And sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes it's in the eye of the beholder of whoever's singing and what they think. Uh, but that is Devo doing satisfaction for you on that one. Uh, but yes, send those in if you have any of those interesting covers. Uh, and we're also text line, we're asking who the MVP against TC was, if you, if you care, if you think there was somebody, maybe in Jay Brooks, maybe in someone on the defense, maybe in, you know, and I mentioned making that big play, big catch to seal the game there, put in that, or if, if you have any adjustments, what you were yelling at the TV, yelling, whatever you yelled at the TV, you can put that one into, because I know you were yelling at somebody at the TV, what your adjustment was, why aren't you doing this? Why don't you throw a little pass over the middle? I was yelling, "Is Quinn Can you Quinn Ewers throw the football? Does he have an arm left?" Because I don't know. I don't know if Quinn Ewers had an arm left in that second half. We know he's dealing with an injury. We know the main reason quarterbacks play for off arm shoulder injuries and everything else. And shoulder, you know, you just can't throw the football that far. It looked like he was putting a lot into that that throw. That wasn't that far downfield for Adney Mitchell. It's far downfield for a regular person, but for Quinn Ewers, it shouldn't be. He should be able to hit that throw. So that, I don't know. That's what I was yelling because it seemed like it to me when he kept running the ball. Sark said today, his press conference, we played it for you earlier, that he said that he just went in after the first half, said, screw it, we're running the football. That's what we're going to do. And it worked better when Jay Brooks was out there. Of course, he has the injury, and Baxter is going to have to work on that. He also talked today about Jaden Blue is going to have to get into these games, and Savion Red may be used more. You're going to be more creative now, Sark. you got to be more creative now that those issues have arised and Jonathan Brooks is not there, you you know, you know got lucky last year you had Bijan and Roshan. Those guys are gone. Jonathan Brooks came in and killed it this year. Now he's not going to be a part of it. Let's see if this Texas team can keep going. Text line's open though, 512-447-3776. Uh, speaking of Quinn Ewers and his injury and what that means for Texas this season, it also brings up questions of what it means for Texas next season. Uh, the guys on him Up This Morning, we're we're talking about Quinn Ewers and the possibility of what it means for him going pro versus staying now with a nagging injury with how his play has been this season where he might end up uh, and uh, his decision making. We know John The Brooks had that question too. So uh looking into what Texas will do if Quinn stays, if he goes, what you know, what what, what Quinn will think about doing. Uh here's hooking up with Ian Robbie. It's weekday morning 6 to 11 right here on the horn talking about Quinn Ewers and if he'll go pro.
3: Jimmy Sex,
0: Jimmy Sexton. Jimmy Well, Jimmy Sexton is invited to a lot of people's family get-togethers and Christmases because he's made a lot of coaches a whole lot of money. Um, Okay, let's get to uh, Texas football. Speaking of making a lot of money, I want to have this uh, debate really quickly, a conversation. I don't know if we'll get into a debate about it. Um, Quinn Ewers dealing with an injury now. Uh, We don't know the severity of it, don't know how much pain he's dealing with, pain tolerance levels. It looked like it might have been a factor. In the way to start call the game uh, versus TCU, at least in the second half of that game. But if we're going to have a macro conversation really quickly about uh, Quinn, I thought that the thought process was, or at least the prediction was for Quinn, he would definitely go to the NFL after this season. With the injury now and the draft stock, it's not plummeting, but it's definitely dropping. Is it a guarantee that Quinn leaves now? Because remember, that was it. No. It was all. Yeah, it's not right. No. It, it was at well, one I, point, I mean, but it's I, not anymore.
3: Yeah, well, I think the the guarantee is that I think his his family and he had eyes on going, and they hoped to be able. They to want use to it fast to, track him. They, yes. he's been fast tracked. Well, that's why he reclassified and did the Ohio State thing year one, and he, to get into the to be able to be in this draft class. And then, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a fascinating off season. I mean, I think Longhorn fans need to just. Enjoy these last few games enjoy and wherever it. it goes. Yeah. <laughs> because it'll be a stressful offseason. Yeah, the offseason is going to be <laughs> stressful. I mean, and it's one of those things that's, It's a real heavy draft class. I mean, we know that, right? Ten, ten, potentially 10, ten guys will be a draft.
0: You might draft. You might set a record. You'd rather come era. out when
3: it's a light quarterback class? Yeah. Uh, there's also, you know, are you guaranteed the starting job back at Texas or are you going to be competing with Arch Manning for the starting job here? There's also the idea that, what, I mean, look, Texas fans, this is why I say enjoy this run, Rod, because – they're going to lose a lot of people this offseason. I mean, what's we're talking about? This team kind of comparing to you're TCU last year. Multiple
0: D tackles you're going to lose. You're going to lose three to four receivers in the receiving room. You're going to lose your tight end. You're going to lose your, your middle <laughs> your linebacker. Right tackle's gone probably. I mean, you're going to lose
3: a lot. Yeah, I mean, you're going to lose a lot of. Yeah. It. Not. I mean, we were to me, I'm I'm paralleling this team to the TCU team of a year ago that, with a lot of leadership and a, you know a lot of character, you know good talent, found a way to win a lot of close football games. And this is what this Texas team is doing. TCU did the same thing. a lot of the TCU comebacks they were all comebacks. They had to unlike Texas getting up 20 points and then holding on. Mm-hmm. Uh, TCU last year with Max Duggan would, hold, would would rally for these big wins. And what do you know? They found themselves undefeated in the big 12 title game. Texas is trying to replicate that. but you know TCU look, this is still year three for SAR, and he, the, the credit to him, Rod in, behind the burn orange curtain is he's doing this with a, with a lot of young players that he's recruited in his staff mm-hmm. and then a lot of holdovers from the previous staff that have bought in, right? He talks about that all the time. He's so happy for a Christian Jones who's playing right tackle and has played his way into being an NFL player. Um, but he's he was here when it was really bad. Uh, he's been here six years now. But point of that is, much like TC, you're going to lose a lot of that leadership. Now, I think Texas has built with their own recruits because Sonny Dykes was just in year one, right? So he was – you know, you're trying to mm-hmm. patchwork it with, with, with portal players – Longhorns will be active in the portal, but I think your question is fair. The reason I say they're going to lose a lot of people, if you're Quinn yours and you're making that decision, do you go – but what are you coming back to? Are you coming back to a team that yes, might not be as good as this one or probably won't be as good as this one as it you move into the SEC? won't be as good as this one, no, I man. mean, the receiving core that I throw to, that's it, not going to be here. Well, just
0: the D-tackles alone, you're going to lose Sweat and Murphy. I mean, that's the best D-tackle duo in the and in college Ford, football. And Jalen Ford, most likely. Yeah, so
3: <laughs> yeah, you're going to lose the core of your defense, the hard and sold And of then the, the, the two yeah. biggest components of your team are the receiving core and the D-tackles. Those guys are going to be all gone. gone. And
0: JT Sanders is probably the other kind of third component there,
3: and he's going to be gone too. And now Jonathan Brooks is questionable to be able to play next year, right? He's November injury by midseason next year maybe. He can come back and help you play. So my point is that if you're you're Quinn,
0: it was understood that he was going to leave. Everybody thought that was going to be the case. Now everybody I'd ask who is considered an insider is saying they're not sure and that if he drops to the second round potentially, and that's right now where he's projected, that his family – they projected him and all these fast, this fast track plan is all about him being a first round player. Yeah, and then they may decide, no, no, we want to come back because you talk about the loaded quarterback class may come back for that twenty twenty five, twenty twenty five draft, and that's twenty twenty five draft. It definitely won't be as you know loaded with quarterbacks as this draft. Yeah, it's fair upcoming. point. It's no way it will
3: be. Well, and we also at our pregame show on Saturday we talked about uh, Archie Manning, is Arch Manning's grandfather, yeah, telling Sports exactly. we'll Illustrated that. You know, he, he was comparing you know different tracks. And he said Peyton started early and it was good for him. He was on a really good team. Our you know Eli redshirted and then actually was you know sat behind a quarterback as a as, in his second year, and said that you know the, he pretty much said that Arch is happy, likes being in Austin, and he's on a he's on a track that that is fine. So, but again that that quarterback room you know would it be Quinn? Would, I think most people assume that when the season's over, Malik Murphy going to transfer maybe back to the West Coast. And, you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks to replace on that West Coast. Part of this loaded recruiting it's quarterback Pac-12. class is these Pac 12 quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, um, Malik is from California. Mm-hmm. And there'll be a lot of c- quarterback, you know, teams looking for quarterbacks in California Agreed. when this season is over. So, you know, again, it'll all play out. But I think it's a very great question. And I, I you know, I, I would have told you at the beginning of the year, I really think, I think everybody you know, would have been like, oh, planning he's gone. He gone. Uh, And then after the start, he got off to especially that Alabama game, mm-hmm. that, okay, he's trending. Well, and, and this becomes the thing I'll be eager to hear Sark today with his comments at his Monday news conference is what is the injury? Is it, did he re-aggravate it? Or, was, or as you said, you played through injury. Sometimes it just tightens up during the game. It just weekends, He gets weak. Yeah. You know, he's and, and, strong. And, and he's yeah. still rehabbing. He'd still be healthier this week than he was last week. But it was just he made a lot of long throws. Um, maybe aggravated a little bit, but you know that that happens with an injury. And you know if he can come back and put up two more good games here and get Texas into the Big 12 title game, play well there. And whether they make the 14 playoff or not, they're going to play in the New Year's Bowl game yeah, at that can, point. Can he play well if he's injured? Yeah. That's the question. Yeah, like, that's can right. he, Can he play well? well if that's am That's why, why I'm eager to accurate. hear Sark.
0: Yeah, if he's injured, then that's not going to help his draft stock. Well, if he can Trust play him. to the
3: level he played in the first half and the third part of the third quarter on Saturday, he's playing well enough.
0: Yes, yeah, but he missed some throws there early too.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought Rust early, yeah. but then some once he got locked out, yeah. in, I thought he made some real good throws. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a coin flip at this point what he's going to do. I still think there's a, a strong chance because of you know this the desire to go mm-hmm. and begin that next phase of his life that he would. But at the same time, yeah, there's there's every bit of of argument that he should stick and stay uh, and come back and when the draft class is lighter. I think it's a it's a it's 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 a conversation all Longhorn fans are going to be having because last off season you know, this, this thing has built. This is, again, credit to Sark. You've got this thing to where you're 9-1. You may achieve your goal of playing for a, for a Big 12 championship. And then at that point, it's, it's going to be about roster management this offseason, uh, adding what looks to be another great recruiting class, right? Wardell Mack, the latest, to mm-hmm. number 19 or 20 in this recruiting class. That, that includes Colin Simmons. And, uh, because I'm not sitting here saying there's not going to be talent at Texas next year. You're just going to lose that leader, that senior well, heavy veteran pro- it's talent. It's not proven
0: talent. Right. It's, it's, it's unproven talent, but yeah, I'm with you. There's tons of talent. You've been crying out, but it's a test. Once again, the development of this staff, they developed really well. These guys have gotten better. The guys they inherited from Tom Herman's staff, they've gotten a lot better, and these guys have turned into NFL-caliber players. Now can you develop those, those younger guys on the roster into being you know, similar?
3: Yeah. Uh, high level well, players. Well, yeah, because if you're, let's just say Quinn Ewers says, I'm coming back, um, and going to lead the way. Well, now you're throwing to. Jante Cook. Jante Cook and DeAndre, DeAndre Moore, Moore. And
0: DeAndre Moore and Will Do Isaiah Nayor and what's happening next. Isaiah Nayor, yeah, Nair, those kind, that of kind of things. Yeah.
3: Handed it to CJ Baxter, who's a year in the weight room, and all of a sudden he's a second year running back, and. Uh, yeah I mean there's talent in on the team. the offensive line would lose Christian Jones, but might bring everybody else back. they do that would be good, yeah uh if, if everybody stays, so yes, there would be a strong running game, you would hope uh, you know only losing one starter on your own line would would give you confidence um but uh, and here's here's a text that says, guys, is he really you, you guys watch the games? he really looked like a first round draft pick at quarterback? you well, don't have to
0: Anthony Richardson didn't look like one either no, and then the NFL decided you know what upside, upside, upside.
3: Well, and, so, and, and neither, nope. did, neither did Will Levis at Kentucky last year, and he ended up sliding into the second round, but he was projected to go in, in the, the first, first round, Yeah. So, it, you know, the NFL is not going to draft you just for now. They're drafting you for the long haul, and he does have some uncoachables that – you know, the arm strength and the arm talent to be able to spin the football, all those things. But in this draft class where you've got more Dennis proven players. Taylor
0: Williams and Drake May. And, oh, man, head loaded. Yeah, <laughs> this guy, yeah they got – it's about four or five quarterbacks that are getting first-round grades already. So, they're talking about this being historic. And I can think, I can see that driving down the draft grade of Quinn. Not that he's, like, played so bad that his his stock has dropped it's more about the quarterbacks that supply are – Supply and demand, right? Yeah, the quarterbacks are great ahead of him. are just so much better.
3: Yeah, and, really and they have good. so much more tape and more proven yeah, and yeah. Uh, experience, that's all, all those things. Yeah, and, and that's, that's supply and demand. I mean, yeah. you want to come out when there's not a lot of supply and a high demand. Uh, this him, year, there's a lot of supply. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now we're doing that. So I, just, I thought it was a good conversation. Cause I
0: know a lot of Longhorn fans are having it. And it's a realistic one. And now, and honestly, a, a sad conversation is that Jonathan Brooks, we work Earlier this season, talking about him having to make that decision with the value of the running back and the running back market. Now he was going to have to leave because he was going to be the first running back drafted off the board, and now um, he's definitely coming back next year. I mean, there's some people thinking, is he going to leave? Oh, no, he's he's coming back. As a running back, if he left after this injury, he'd be lucky to be a late-round pick. Yeah. But the way they value running backs these days is the truth. Yeah, it's, unf-
3: it's sad and unfortunate. that for him, man. It's horrible. Hate it for him. Sorry. But, um, you know, now the Longhorns have to pick it up with CJ Baxter and Keelan Robinson, possibly Jaden Blue, and uh, moving into the Iowa State game.
2: Good stuff there from Hook Up with Ian Robbie. Weekday morning, 6 to 11, right here on the horn. You can hear it live every day at hornfm.com, the horn app, or right on the air at 1019. Uh, if you're up north, 1019 works a lot better. If you're down south, 1260 a.m. Uh, is a great way to pick it up. Uh, text lines open at 512 447 3776. Uh, Oklahoma Craig says, why does the defense never try to knock the ball out? Never see that. I, I, you know, I think, and then what's funny is they talked about, uh, Derek Johnson being in earlier this season and then working on it. Some again, I think they're just trying to form tackle. Everything is done very much of do not allow the big play. And that's not a great way to win football games. Now they're winning them because they do the parts in the first half. But the second half, they do not play like they want to win football games. Second half, like they play like they don't want to lose football games. And everyone knows that's a bad way to play football. They've gotten away with it this year. They're 9-1. and one. Uh, Random texter six, uh 69 says, Our last two natty appearances came only by the way of undefeated seasons. The anything is possible became something pretty good is possible. Back when we gave up the number three ranking in that OU loss. Season's going to be what it is going to be. Just think, you could be the Patriots fans coming off two decades of Dynasty Run and now. Look, I'm not I, and I agree. And I had a friend that that cleared it up for me a little bit more when he was saying he was happy. He was like, Look, if any of this, if we said you before the season this is where we'd be at, we'd all be pretty happy with it. And you're right, yeah, we did. I mean, I mean I talked with Ball Don't Lie with with Harge and Rod, and we would and we said, Yeah, if you I mean if this team's ten and one or ten and two, eleven and one, playing in the Big Twelve championship game, that's where they need to be. You like to see them overachieve, but that's a good place to be at. So I agree with you, it is where you have to be in the mindset. I know Alabama fans. I talk to them, and they're they're not happy that they they think there's the debate of we should Texas or Alabama be ahead of Texas, which they have the easy one. Beat Georgia in the in the college wall in the the SEC championship, and you'll be ahead. You'll jump if you beat Georgia in the SEC championship, or else you'll be a two loss team, and you won't. Uh, But, yeah, all the one-loss teams, you know, you get your hopes up. And, by the way, that is something you need to notice, that a lot of these teams are blowing teams out. They're like Florida State wasn't blowing it out in the first half, and Oregon wasn't, and none of these teams are really killing it to start, and then they have great second halves. Texas is killing it to start and then not having a good second half. It doesn't mean it's better. It's probably worse. However, it is not saying any of these teams are just overall winning the game. We can talk about Texas basketball and Delaware State game. That game, they they got over. They had a thirty point lead at one point in this game, and for ninety percent of that game, it was a not a good game. Shooting was not going well. They were taking bad shots. They were getting. They were taking shots too early in some of the clock. You know, they weren't able to ever pull away from Delaware State. They allowed Delaware State to probably score too many points as well, at fifty nine points. Uh, but they finally turn it on there at the end and get the big win, uh, eighty six to fifty nine. But you know, that's that's not a great way to go through games either is to have the late spurt and always hope it comes up that's what it seems like Florida State where you're like well they're not really killing it until all of a sudden it clicks and they go it's also not the best plan of attack the best way is what Georgia does and what Michigan seems to do Michigan has no problem with Penn State shockingly after that BS Big Ten stuff they're trying to do terrible stuff I'm still mad about that all right we're gonna take a break we can come back wrap it up if you got any more texts you want to send in I uh, appreciate you Uh, Rand texted number 69 in Oklahoma. Greg, appreciate the text in appreciate everybody texting. We'll come back, wrap up the show here on the Sports Complex on a Monday afternoon right here on the Horn 1019, AM 1260, the Horn app, and hornfm.com.
1: The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on the Horn.
2: Wrapping up the show here on a Monday afternoon. Appreciate everybody hanging out with us today. Uh, Love you guys on the text line 512-447-3776. Put it in your phone. Remember it. We'll need you tomorrow. We'll need you Wednesday. We'll need you Thursday. We'll need you Friday. We always love hearing from you here on the Sports Complex. We'll be back tomorrow talking more Texas TCU. Maybe we'll get into some more NFL. Maybe a little NBA action. College basketball. Texas plays again on Wednesday, so we'll get into that starting probably Wednesday. You know, not a not a big part of the season yet, but we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Appreciate you guys. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. But until then, be kind, be safe, keep your underwear clean, and we will see you right back here tomorrow, 5 p.m. on the Sports Complex.